Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. This week we've got a great speaker. Hope you enjoy it. Ah, good morning, everyone. How many people here would admit you were born to be wild? You know, you view wildness a little bit different when you're a grandfather than being a father. I don't know how many times Zara said to me this month, oh, Dad, there's a wild side coming out this baby. She's beginning to growl like a bear. When you're a dad, you're like, how can we calm this down? When you're a granddad, you're going, yes. Because you don't have to put up with the wildness, but you're like, yes. I whispered, Zara, I know it's going to be tough with this kid, but please don't ever tame that wildness. Because I have a conviction, as I've been listening to this whisper series, from Genesis to Revelation, God's whispers, I hope you're enjoying it, they're just wild. They're just wild. They're just way, they're just way out there like no human being could think of. He didn't put Adam and Eve in a stained glass house. He put them in the wilds, in a garden, with every creature you could imagine. It was just wild. And I asked God this week, I said, God, you, you whisper so many different ways. Is there one I'm missing? He said, yes, there is. There's one you're missing because so many of my whispers come through a little baby and a little child and you miss it so much. And he, he told me just this week, pay attention to the little baby and the little child wherever you go. It's been amazing. I came to church today and a little child greeted me in the car park. I couldn't believe it. First time ever in 40 years. And she said, have you seen Jimmy? And uh, she turned to a little lady who was at the door. She said, are you Jimmy? And I said, no, I'm Jimmy. She said, you're Jimmy. I said, yeah, but she went off. I don't think she was convinced. Two minutes later, she come back. Are you sure you're Jimmy? I said, yeah, I think, I think I'm Jimmy. She says, well, you can have this. And she gives me a flower to put in my lapel. How many people know it's so easy to miss God's whispers? I think that's the best greeting, the best gift, the best touch of God's love I've ever had as I come here in 40 solid years. It's just wild. Have you seen Jimmy? It was like God in the garden going, have you seen Adam? Is he anywhere? And, um, and so I want to talk this morning about your wildest dreams your wildest dreams, all of society and most of education and most things in life are there to tame you and dilute and distract you from your wildest dreams. But I've got a conviction as I'm beginning this morning that God has put a wild dream inside of every one of his creations. You, you may be 75 today or 25, it don't matter. What if you gave yourself permission to dream wild again? 
dream wild once again. Because when I look at Scripture afresh, I see how God expresses his love in whispers. And it's just wild. It's just, what I mean by wildness is just what no other human being would, would think of. Then, of course, we know. And by the way, before I go any further, I just want to thank all of you for that special day you give Elma and I uh, two weeks ago. Give it up for yourselves because it was absolutely the best ever. I want to thank everybody. And, and, and the truth of the matter is I got one week's retiral before I got a text from your new pastor saying, all the leaders are away on holiday next week. Is there any way you could hold the fort, Dad? <laughs> Nothing worse when your son pulls the fast one on you that you've been pulling on him for 40 years. So, we're ready to get into the scriptures, guys. And if we could just be thinking of one thing, would you be willing to give yourself permission for one more wild dream? He ain't finished with you yet. He might not even have begun with you. I love... Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20 says this. God, it's the message version. He can do anything. You know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess. Or request in your wildest dreams. You imagine your wildest dream you could possibly dream right now. What if your wildest dream is for your daughter to come back to Jesus, your son to come back to Jesus, your friends and family, financial problems solved? What is your wildest dream? Could be. I want to encourage you today by faith. Give yourself permission to let God take you way beyond that, way beyond your wildest dreams. Ephesians 3.20 says, He does not do this by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. That's the whisper of God. When you're in that storm, when you think, oh man, you know, when I joined this lot, you saw the pictures last week. We had a church next door, and so many people, my friends at work came and said, you're a cult. And when you look at those pictures, the poor souls, no wonder they called us a cult. If anybody looked like Charles Manson, it was one of you guys. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But, you know, when I look back at my time, I think, my goodness me, those poor souls. I could see where they got that. But I want to encourage you today that God whispers so many different ways. He loves to prompt us, to nudge us gently, to jolt us out of our toughest situations and darkest nights. And he does it with whispers of love. Here's a wild one for you. This is, there's no other words for this I can find, but it's wild. Imagine you're down in the marketplace and you hear someone at the fruit stall Shouting, hey, Abe, hey, Abe, I know you're about a hundred now, but you're looking extra tired this morning. And you hear Abe reply, well, you know, didn't get too much sleep last night. 
because something wild happened. You know, the wife's about as old as me, and a couple of these weirdos chapped my door last night. And they took me outside and they asked me to count the stars. How wild is that? How nuts is that? You know fine well nobody can count the stars, but, but God's just wild. And they said, listen, Abe, you know, you know what they're thinking? He's beginning to lose the marbles now. I mean, a couple of strangers. Well, but it gets wilder. They said to me, hey, Abe, you and that old barn Sarah of you, you're going to be parents of multitudes because I'm going to do a wild thing. I'm going to put a baby in the oldest woman town and it's going to just be the beginning. You're going to be the father of multitudes. It's just wild. You know, if God asks you to do that, to go and tell somebody. Think about it for a moment. If, 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 if God sent you to chop on Adrian's door, would you do it? <laughs> would you do it? I'm convinced there's a wildness in every child. There's faith in every child. And when God told me, pay attention to the child, I watched the children this morning. This one little girl, she can only be two or three. And she plays, and they all play, but she keeps breaking into worship. I don't know if, uh, uh, did anybody else notice that this morning? Did you notice that? She just in the middle of us, she just stands there with her hands up. Then she claps, and then she's mouthing the words. She just breaks into worship. It's wild. She could be just playing, and this is great. I just love God's wildness. David, you remember, he's in a cave, dark place. He thinks the balls burst. Anybody here ever been in a dark place before? And a whisper comes. He tells him, David, tells him the wildest thing to somebody who's beat up, defeated, lost, blew it, made mistakes. David, you're going to be the captain of a mighty army. Has anybody ever been in that place when you think you've blown it? You're past it. It's not going to happen. And this whisper comes. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. It's just wild. I want to encourage you this morning. I believe God's got a whisper for everybody in this room. When I got a call to preach to 25,000 people at 11 o'clock at night at 7 o'clock the next morning in that stadium, I want to tell you I prepared my socks off to preach to 25,000. I don't say this to flatter nobody, but I want to encourage you that coming here this morning, I, from that moment, prepare every single time as if I'm speaking to 25,000 people. And I'll tell you why. 25,000 is not so important, but every single person is. And so that's why, that's why I prepare and pray like mad to, to get God's heart and dig deep because the Bible says, let deep call to deep. And the deepest part of me calls out, I want to give, if there's three people here, I want to give them the best you could possibly give them because our God is just wild and loves to give us the best. Give us up for God, please, 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 if you don't mind. But you see, we're focusing on God's whispers, but the devil whispers too. The devil whispered. The devil whispered to Adam and Eve. And that same whisper, he whispers every day in life in different shapes and forms to every mother, every father, every Christian on the face of the earth. He has different versions of the same whisper. 
You see, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, they were sorted. They had everything. Everything to rule and reign and have the wildest, most awesome time of their lives. The devil comes along and whispers one single lie. You are not enough. But if you go to that forbidden tree and take of the forbidden tree, you will be enough. You will be like God. And that same lie is crippling wild dreams in human beings and believers everywhere. Moses, the whisper came to Moses. Moses, I'm going to send you to deliver my people and lead them into the promised land. What was Moses' reply? I am not enough. He managed to find something wrong with his speech. In other words, I don't have what it takes. I was in Belfast this week with a pastor. A few years ago, Stevie Smith from um, Newton Arts Church, we were talking about the struggles small churches had. Stevie was telling me he had 300 people, but he was losing people every week. Finances was down, struggles was down. And I, I began to share with them my passion that no matter what, we can still be wild and do wild things for God. I began to share with them my dream about taking the gospel into the mountain of education, into media, into business, into family. Stevie looked as interested, as disinterested as you can believe. I came away from that meeting completely disillusioned. I decided to call Stevie last month and say, hey, I'm coming to see you. Why? No other reason than it's just a wild whisper. I heard to come and see you. I went to see Stevie in Belfast on Wednesday. How's it going, Stevie? Yeah, he said, we're down to 80 people now from 300. I said, oh, okay, Stevie, how, how long have you been losing people? He says, oh, for 15 years I've been losing people. <laughs> I said, so you beat up, discouraged, you ready to give up? Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, I'm on fire. What do you mean you're on fire? He said, God is doing more through the 80 people than we ever did through 300. God is impacting the whole of Belfast like our church. Because when you went away, I bought the books you told me about. I read about how to get the gospel into these places. I began to teach all my leaders in my church and and, and I began to do the stuff, and unbelievable miracles began to take place. I said, what? He said, yes. I never won 300 again because I'm achieving 10 times more with 80. Stevie, what do you mean? Give me an example. Well, for an example, when we, had, when we had the 300, we had financial struggles. Right now, God has blessed us so much. Get this one. You've never heard of this in a church in your life. Maybe you have. We give 100% of all the offerings we get to the poor and the needy and those struggling in Belfast. Give it up for that one, guys. 100%. I said, how are you doing that? Well, I decided to go into the education, man. 
an influencer. And I bid for the contract for every counselor in the schools to help little kiddies struggling and give them good counsel. And I won the contract for every other school in Northern Ireland. I have 85 85 full-time counselors on staff counseling and helping little kiddies every day. Give it up for that, guys. Come on. And the government's paying a mega bucks to do. And for a little hobby, I bought a caravan site. A caravan site. And, and the caravan site, somehow I just cut the grass and I get 400 grand profit for that. And that all blesses the kingdom. I release that. So then, and, and, and so I said, anything else, Stevie? He says, yeah, I want to come to my coffee shop, Del Piero. I said, you've got my attention now. He took me to the mall. And on the top floor, he has Del Piero, state-of-the-art coffee shop. Unbelievable place. And then the, on the bottom floor of the mall, he has six of these Del Piero, state-of-the-art coffee shop. Why did you do this? I said, well, young father came to me and he said his son, 16, couldn't get a job. And, and, and I want to get in the marketplace and, and, and show people how, the, if Jesus was on the cafe, what would it look like and what, how excellent would it be? And so I said, I took his son on at 16. The, he's now 19 and he's the manager of my cafe empire, showing people how Jesus would serve, how Jesus would run cafes. And all the money of that gets poured into and we call all the schools together and headmasters together. I called them last week. I said, meet me tomorrow. I got 30,000 pounds to spare. Seven headmasters in Belfast showed up. He said, I got 30,000 pounds, guys. And uh, I want, I'm going to give you the, you, you could take that away today on one condition. You don't tell nobody. You don't advertise it. You don't put it on Facebook because we're not doing anything for our glory. We're doing it for his glory. And he told us if you do that, you do it in secret. Let's give it up to God. Stevie's booming. Stevie's bad. This guy's absolutely steaming ahead. But the whisper from hell came to him too, comes to you, comes to me, and tries to take us away. And here's the thing. The whisper comes, especially to young mothers. Young mothers start off with wild dreams, but so many very quickly feel, hey, hey, I, I'm not sure I got what it takes. Very, very, the devil whispers to mothers, you know, that mother over there, she's coping better, and her kids don't swear. <laughs> and then the fathers go, you know, many fathers are comparing themselves and trying to outdo each other and, and do things because, you know, I heard of a story last night of a great sports announcer, Andy Gray. Some of you might remember him playing for Scotland. But Andy Gray, he, he went public last night and said, when Sky TV sacked him from being a producer, he just wanted to kill himself. He just wanted to kill himself. What's all that about? <laughs> Because when you're a Sky TV producer, you think you're enough. And if your identity is in that, when you lose that, you think, I'm not enough. And I want to whisper a number of things today, but one of them is, your identity has nothing to do with what you do or what you got, but whose you are. You are a royal child of the royal king, Jesus, and you need no other identity than that. Let's give it up for God on that one, guys. Come on. But, you know, I want to 
I want to just say that, you know, God saw this was coming to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called at 19 to be the leader of his nation. And God knew that the lie was going to come. And he speaks to Jeremiah and he says, don't let anybody tell you you're not enough because you're only 19. Don't let anybody put you down or speak you down because you're 19. And so, I want to mention one single point today, not 20, not five, not three, just one, and I touched on it. And I believe it's the reverse. The Bible says you know the truth, the truth sets you free. This truth is the opposite to the lie the devil sowed in to mankind in the Garden of Eden that has convinced and killed people's dreams like crazy. I'm reading a great book there now by, I think he was the guy that um, was a CEO of Hallmark. As a hobby, a hobby, he, he took, he made metal animals and take them into the school to let the little kiddies see, it's the nearest they're going to see to an animal and they would do a 45 minute chat about the animals and the kiddies would draw the animals and he would say to the kiddies, you guys are amazing artists. How many do you believe you're a good artist? And he said 80 to 90% of the kids would go, yes. The wildness was still in them. Yes. Then he would go to the class at 11-year-old. 11-year-olds, they said, how many of you guys are artists? It dropped to 40%. And then when he got to the 16-year-old guys, hey, guys, how many of you are artists? Two out of the class. What changed? Something knocked the wildness and the confidence and the creativity and the awesomeness of God out of these kids. And we have an awesome opportunity today to get the kingdom message out that Jesus got out to people. He got out to Abraham, to Gideon, to Moses, to Isaac, every single one of them. Every single one I can find symptoms of, I'm not enough. I don't have what it takes. When did the devil lie to you and tell you you don't have what it takes? When did the, what did the devil say, you don't, you're not good enough in this area, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you can't do the next thing? I want to encourage you to seriously consider you may have swallowed just one little bit of that lie. And I want to knock it on the head with the five words I mentioned on the honor day and unravel them today. Five words. I encourage people to write that on the mirror and write it here and write it there and speak it to yourself. And the five words are this. I am more than enough. Whatever wild dream God has put in you, He's put everything you need inside you to fulfill that dream. 1 John 4, 4 says this. But you belong to God, my dear children. You've already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit that lives in the world. So you're not saying I am enough because of me. You're saying I am enough because... I got something inside of me, the spirit of God that's greater than anything that comes against your wildest dreams. 
Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at him and said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And when he says all, he means all. When he says all, I think it means all. When he says all, I'm convinced it means all. Because I think all means all. Psalm 37, verse 4 says this. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires in your heart. Do you have one wild desire left in you? One wild desire left in you to do something wild and great for your God? My problem is I've got too many th wild things inside me. I've made many mistakes over the years because I've been, <laughs> I've done wild things out the flesh rather than the spirit and paid prices for it. But you know, some of you have been in a place where you're so tired the wildest dream you could muster is, God, if you could just give me one good night's sleep. Anybody been there before? <laughs> That's the wildest thing you could come up with. Just one night where you don't get wakened up. Just one day where you, you don't fall out with your partner, your family, your neighbor. That w That's about the wildest dream. When you're tired, when you're beat up, that's about the wildest dream you could come up with someday. Anybody ever get this one, Lord? My wildest dream would be just to complete one single 24-hour period without breaking my diet. <laughs> Sometimes these are the wildest things we can come up with. But how about just one day where I don't feel stressed, isolated, or useless? Just one day where I don't feel misunderstood or mistreated. But I found that it's in those darkest moment God loves to show up. I remember, I was thinking this morning, my life at 16 was hiding in my bedroom and doing jigsaws. I, I wasn't old enough to go clubbing and drinking and I was too old to play in Bouncy Castle. So the only thing I could think of, I was in a low place, I'm in a dark place. And this whisper of love comes. You know about it, next morning, this lady shall be your wife. How wild is that? How wild is that? 16, jigsaws, depressed. And God shows up with his love and gives you the best friend, the most beautiful woman you could ever dream or imagine of. But it didn't stop me thinking she's way out of my league. And I don't have what it takes. The good thing is she confirms that many times now. If you open your ears and your eyes daily, I hope this series is doing this for you. You'll hear the whisper. You'll hear the whisper. You'll hear the whisper. And God may whisper to you through his creation. That happens. He may whisper to you through children, through other people, through movies, through animals. In the case of Balaam's donkey. But God wants to whisper his love to you in every way he possibly can because he still has a wild dream for you. I want to show you a clip in a moment of men in prison. When I, I've watched this 20 times this week, this clip, and I was thinking... 
Would I be like these men if I was in prison? Would I leave my prison cell? Would I want to face anybody? But this clip is of a guy called Zach Williams who's went into the prison to let these guys know. They have, me, they have blown it like you can imagine. But God is always on the lookout to give someday another chance and another wild dream. Let's have it for it, Liam. This is an honor and a privilege to get to come in and share what you've done in our lives with these inmates and hopefully win somebody for the kingdom today. Touch their heart, touch their lives some way, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, so long I've carried the weight of my past Crippled by burdens like stones on my back I thought I'd fallen too far from your grace But you came and showed me the way When I was lost, so searching
Come on, let's wake this up. Come on. What do you see, guys? What do you see? Criminals, people of murder, rape. What do you see? What do you see? Lifers, people on death row. Or do you see you and me? Jesus brings one of the greatest whispers in history in Luke 22, 14. If this one don't get you, he says in Luke 22, 14, when the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined at a table. And he said, I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover you before I suffer. For I tell you, I'll not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, guys, millions upon millions of people take communion and all of the world is the most beautiful thing you could possibly do. I hope today, maybe just something else comes through, another whisper, another glimpse of the awesomeness of this whisper. He said, take this and divide it among you. For tell you, I'll not drink from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke and he gave them saying, this is my body given to this remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is for you. You know, two words hit me here. Remembrance. Remembrance and covenant. I'm going to invite you to come to the table in a moment, not to queue up or anything, just gather around in any old way and break, take a piece of bread, break it with somebody, take a wine. But as you do that, let just give yourself permission for God to whisper to you again to bring a wild dream in you, whether it be for your family, your friends, your neighbors, your calling, your business, your health, your family's health. Every single one of your kids healed. How wild would that be for any family? And God, his love is so powerful. Nothing. George blew us away with that slight thing and sung this morning that the grave the grave, what did it say again, Tim? It can't hold you back. Hold my body down. I want us to change the words. We're going to sing in a moment too. I want to say, instead of hold your body down, you may have to sing it quiet. I'm going to ask you to sing it a new way. The grave cannot hold your wild dreams down. Change that body thing to wild dreams today because the Holy Spirit wants to breathe on every single one of us. If he could do that thing with Abraham, what could he do in your home or your health or your, your dreams and your passions? Jesus said remembrance. How many people know that wild dreams don't fall off trees? They come to those who are humble and who serve and who work hard to bless the king and one another. God could give you the greatest dream on the planet, 
but if you don't put your shoulders and back into it, it's going to sit on the shelf. But God looks for those that serve, those that are humble, those that are hungry, those that are willing to put their shoulder into it and work hard. Young Paul met me at 9 o'clock at the door this morning. He said, I'm here on duty for the kids' work. 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 9 o'clock. Yeah, I'm filling in for so-and-so. Last week I filled in for so-and-so. If anybody works harder than Paul, find me them. Let's give it up for Paul. Come on, he's great. I know we'd keep doing But I believe Jesus said, he could have used a million words, and, but I believe he used the word remembrance because one of the hardest things to do when the devil's on your case and the lie's telling you you don't have enough, one of the hardest things to do is remember. And what Jesus is saying, you've got to work hard to remember. And w- remember what? Remember that it wasn't Tom, Bob, Joe from America that was in that prison. That was you and me. Hello? We were the ones on death row. The Bible says you just need to think that adultery. You don't even have to commit it. And you're deep in sin. You're deep in prison. Once you were dead in your sins, we were on death row. Jesus said, you were on death row. All of mankind, death row. There was no hope. There was no chance. There was no way forward. They weren't just some rapist and murderer, every single one of us. Jesus said, remember this. It was burst. It was gone. Remember that. But I went to the cross. You were walking through the, you were in your cell one day. And the jailer came and handed you the keys. You figured you were getting an electric chair at 12 o'clock. 5 to 12, he came and handed you the keys. And he said to you, on you go. He gave you the keys, the power of the kingdom. And as you're walking out, you're looking over and you hear a noise, you hear the crowd. And you see this crowd. And you see this guy in the electric chair, frazzled exactly at 12 o'clock. And you look closer. And you look closer. And you look closer. And you suddenly realize... The guy that took the chair for you was Jesus himself. He spilled his blood and broke his body. He took the life sentence for you and me. That we could walk at that prison, put our faith in him and receive the king's keys and be free forever again. This is what he wants us to remember and never forget, never forget. Never judge nobody and say, you're not good enough. You'll never make it. Look down on anybody. Please never, ever judge another human being. Spend your time not criticizing this or that church or that person. Look in the mirror and ask yourself the question, how did he come up with that wild dream? How did he come up with the wildest dream ever? that he would take the chair for you and me. So when he says, do this in remembrance of me, he's saying, remember your sins. Remember, he remembers them no more, but he wants us to remember what he has saved us from. Never in your wildest dream did you think Bob from the dockyard or Tom from Tunhow or somebody or, or Nancy from, from a recite would come and take your place. 
But the reason I watched that 20 times, that clip, was to remember where I was, where you and me were. And you may think it's tough now and you're struggling now. And you're going, but hey, guys, remember, he thought you were enough and worthy enough to go to the chair for you and take the cross and bleed and die. Let's give a raucous applause for God on that. Yes. Remembrance, remembrance. And then he uses the word covenant. He said, this is my new covenant. We don't have time to go through all the beautiful verses about what this new agreement was. I want to just give you a few because I think it's for those jailbirds and for us jailbirds here today. He says in Ezekiel, his beautiful words, for I will take you from among the nations. I'll gather you out of all the countries into your own land. Oh, my word. This is, this, this is the deal, guys. This is the deal. When we expect to come out and get whipped and crucified, no, 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 no. I'm going to take you out of the countries and I'm going to sprinkle clean water on you. I wept through that song that John led us in because I'm thinking, oh, my goodness me. If anybody was not worthy to be sprinkled and to be judged, it was me. And when we come to the table today, please come with your heart exploding with joy, exploding with appreciation, exploding with thankfulness. All your guilt, all your shame, all our filthiness, all our dark secrets, he said, I'll sprinkle clean water in you. <laughs> you could be clean. I'll cleanse you from all filthiness and idols, and I'll give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you. This gets better. I'm going to take away your heart of stone. Anybody here got a heart of stone? I've had a heart of stone a thousand times, and they could come back. Unforgiving, hard, judgmental, critical, heart of stone. He says, I take that away. That's, that's, what, he, that's what he's saying, remember. I took away at the cross your heart of stone. And I give you a new heart and I put a new spirit within you. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk my statutes. Then you will dwell in the land I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people. In other words, every single filthy thing that's been stuck on you to kill your wildest dreams he washed it off you at Calvary 2,000 years ago. You don't need to bow to it no more. All the shame it was put on your wild dream, all the guilt, all the unforgiveness, all the anger, all the bitterness, all the resentment and depression, come and get washed once more. Come and let the power of communion. I said to Stevie Smith, is there any one thing you do different in your church? As if he had not already told me 10. He said, yeah, before I do anything in my church, I start with communion. What? Before we even do anything, I get my people to remember. <laughs> I think we should give it up for Stevie Smith. God doing great things around the world, different ones. But I want you to come today and get cleansed once more from all that depression, all that stuff you let the world put on you, or put on, every single thing. Can we just come? If there's any heart of stone in you, just forgive. Just give it up. Give it up, that, that thing. Just give it up. Get a new soft heart back again. 
And he says, when this took place, I put my spirit in you. I put my spirit in you. I put my spirit in you. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to come on you and come in you afresh today and give you a radical new wild joy that the journey's called you on is not a boring journey. It's the most exciting, thrilling journey. It's the journey where little tiny girls walk up to you and said, I, you, Jimmy. Would you be willing to look in the mirror just once more, to write down on your notepad, your notebook, to speak to yourself because of this, because of the remembrance, because of the covenant, because of the heart of stone he took out of you, because of the spirit he put in you. Would you be able to say and cancel every lie of the devil, I am more than enough. And what will happen is God will begin to whisper to you every single day some wild thing he wants you to do. Yesterday morning he asked me to do two. He asked me to send a taster of my new book, smash it, to Sir Alec Ferguson for his comments. And then he asked me to send it to the former Forest hero, Mr. Roy Barry. Roy answered within an hour, hey, this is good, go for it. Whether Sir Alec answers or not, doesn't matter a scooby-doo. Because although it's taken me 40 years to get there, guys, 40 years to get there, and 40 years of blowing myself out of water many times, because I focus far too much on my failures, my weaknesses, and the lies of the devil. It don't matter what the answers or not, because guess what? Some of my friends got excited about that. I said, you know what? I don't care a hoot, because you know what? I am more than enough. Let's give it up for the living God, guys. Let's give it up. Let's stand together. In fact, you may just want to begin wandering down to communion table and just gathering around. I know it's a bit weird having to look at people and all that, you know, but let's just, let's just gather around. And as you do, I'm just going to pray. Let's just gather around the, the table. And once the band, if we could let the band go first and then the band could come up and get ready to play that grave song again. Father God, we give you thanks for your son, Jesus the greatest whisper in history for God so loved the world, you gave your son. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would whisper to each one that they're more than enough. They're more than enough to be the best mom, the best father, the best wife, the best husband, the best in business, the best whatever they do because they have your spirit. Forgive us, O oh God, when we failed you and we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your broken body. We thank you for your blood. I pray your Holy Spirit would fall on every single person right now and begin to whisper, brand spanking new, brand spanking new, wild dreams. 
the childhood dreams that was in your people, God. Great things, to do great things for you. I pray you would whisper to each one. You'd whisper each one, and you'd cancel the lies that they're not enough. Thank you for your blood and your body in Jesus' name. Okay, guys, just take a piece of bread. Take it big enough for two people or three and just break it amongst yourselves and help yourself the wine. And we'll give you a moment to contemplate and then we'll sing that unbelievable song. Thanks, guys. You're doing absolutely amazing. Holy Spirit, just whisper fresh hope, fresh healing, fresh joy to your people in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When the disciples broke bread, when Jesus died for three days, three days they were in that dark place. Then a wild thing happened. A wild thing happened. The grave could hold him no longer. And God's wild dream to rescue his people and set them free. The greatest and wildest dream in history broke out that Sunday morning as the sun began to rise. The stone was rolled from the tomb and the message very quickly got out. The grave could not hold him. And the grave cannot hold you either. The Holy Spirit is releasing wild, wild dreams. New faith, new hope, no confidence, new joy. Once again, into your being. Once you've taken the communion, you can prepare to celebrate the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that is on you and begin to sing like you never sung before. The grave can't hold your body, mind, spirit, are your wildest, wildest, wildest dreams. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, guys, let's celebrate, let's celebrate.